Hi, I'm Princess Rara. And I'm Dara, the Electro Khaleesi. And this is Pink Kink, the podcast where we talk about the pretty, twisted side of kink. Today's episode is produced by our electrifying pink kinksters. Thank you, the ESW, Jay, Brianna Lynn, Daddy Jay, Embers, Fabe, Blossom, William P., Lady, Claire, Jam Today, Mr. N and Mrs. Jess, Mistress Good Girl, Lady Blooding, Six and Eight, Primal Empress, Kaze, Harley Gentleman, Roxy, Mistress Francesca, Slut Queenie, Butte Pain, Manda Panda, Cat, Stefan, Brooklyn B., Serenity Deb, Robert, Ruby R., Christopher, Jess, Sam, Kilted Sir, and Schrodinger's Kink. Pink Kink runs off the generosity of our devoted patrons. As a patron, you will become a member of our special Discord server, receive some adorable Pink Kink stickers, as well as have access to a monthly behind-the-scenes podcast. In addition, our impactful and electrifying Pink Kinksters will get special audio and video episodes. And finally, patrons at our highest tier will be recognized as producers both here on the podcast and on our website. If you would like to become a patron, you can visit us at patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast or click the link at pinkkinkpodcast.com. A lot of the time. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to start already? (laughs) I had a thing going wrong when you ruined it. You're Um, welcome. Okay, now you have to sing it. What can I say except welcome? You've been saying that a lot lately today. Yeah. It's a lot of people walking around with sore butts. <laughs> you want to explain that one and explain your voice again? Well, I went to a party last night where I was the demo top for Impact. And I had five scenes, including two very hard, heavy masochist bottoms. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, people are walking around with sore asses today. Not your problem. And uh, marks. Mm -hmm. I've already seen pictures of one. I'm waiting on more pictures. Well, if you haven't noticed, it is the same day that we recorded the previous episode. Maybe I've just been to parties twice. I mean that. Yes, that's actually what happened. I was incorrect. (laughs) Or maybe not. We don't know. Because we don't batch record these on the same day at all, ever. Not much. Anyway. So you did five scenes last night? I did. That's a lot for you. It is, but it's not my maximum. My maximum was seven. Topping? Um, Six of those were topping. One was bottom. All right. It's a little crazy for you. Normally you're like three. Got a little caught up in the excitement and being able to do something new because being a demo top for impact is something new for me and i got really excited so i wanted to do all the asses uh that's happened to me i when i demo top i get i used to get very very like okay i'm gonna do all the things i'm gonna do every single one of these people every single person deserves something no now i schedule breaks well you're much smarter about it and you're not caught up in all the excitement i used to be I didn't schedule breaks previously. You wanted to do all the things. I, I get wanted it. To do all the things. Which brings me to the topic of today's. Well, there's actually 
an official name within the lifestyle for that feeling of wanting to do all the things. Which is? Frenzy. That was what the name of the podcast is going to be today. That was no the topic. Way. That's why I, was I guessed it right. You did. I was steering you in that Look direction. How smart I am. Uh huh. Says the person who wrote. This is what we're going to do today. Anyway, <laughs> stop giving away the magic behind the curtain. Sorry, wizard. Thank you. My bad. Dorothy's just coming in and ripping down all your curtains. I know. So mean. Yeah, I'm sorry. Not really. Anyway, so let's talk about frenzy. Yes. Okay. So officially, frenzy, if you actually look up the definition, it is the wild excitement or derangement. I love that part. Yes. That's exactly (laughs) why I was looking at you when I said the word. I was like, Like, derangement, rah-rah. Like I've never been accused of that before. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Extreme mental agitation. Okay. Or you'll really like this one. A violent <laughs> fit or spell of emotions or activity characteristic of mania. Well, I did hurt people and leave marks. So that's pretty violent. Yeah. And you were a little bit manic. <laughs> Just a little. So this fits. Yeah. If the definition fits. We must acquit. Whether it's <laughs> I, I don't know where you're going. If the, <laughs> if the box fits, I must sit. I don't know. <laughs> Well, okay, so in the BDSM community, though, it's someone mostly, okay, so normally when you think of this, you think of a person who's relatively new to the scene and who's experimenting and they become overwhelmed with excitement and they want to do all the things now. <laughs> right now, 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 and look how it's spelled now. Yeah, I know, I saw that. Now. <laughs> I got that. <laughs> That's what I heard in my head when I read that note. So. Now. <laughs> Sounds like a cat. Meow. Um, anyway, this this whole thing with wanting to do all the things, right? Meow. I mean now. Meow. <laughs> you, you said meow. I know. Oh, okay. I do things on purpose sometimes, Ra Ra. It's so hard to tell. Okay, fair point. <laughs> Are you already crying? No. <laughs> Just remember, I've had like Maybe five hours sleep maximum. Okay. Uh, so this can lead to poor decision making. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rob was like, yep, I remember that. <laughs> I made some poor decisions. Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. You have lots of poor decisions to make up for, don't you? Oh, yeah. Uh, it can lead to bad outcomes. Baltimore. <laughs> but not all the time. No. Okay, I was waiting for you to have- No, because, well, I, I mean, the not bad is that Voldemort got me into this community, which I love. So okay. that's the not bad. That's the not bad part. All right. But when you are feeling frenzy, you'll probably recognize these signs. You're probably not getting enough sleep because you're hint, going out hint. to events till the wee hours of the morning. What time did you go to bed last night? Well, I got home at about 3.05. But then I had to make- Approximately. Approximately. Well, that's what time I looked over at my clock and saw. Okay, <laughs> I was curious, like how much sleep I'm not getting. Right. <laughs> but I, I had to make TikToks and <gasps> post on really? Life. That's what you did. So I didn't go to sleep till after four. Oh my God, look, I have a responsibility as a social media social media coordinator. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Oh, I couldn't let a little thing like, you know, sleep get in the way of the TikToks I had to make. You have a responsibility to read this paragraph right now, Missy. You might not get enough water for the evening at a big event. I've I've done that several times. Yep. And and the problem is then when you get dehydrated, that leads into a whole host of other problems. Mm -hmm. Right? You're not really vetting your partners properly because somebody'll say, I'll play with you and you go, Okay. Yeah, Rara's done that a couple of times too. Not as bad. Why are you staring at me like that? Oh, I've got a story in here for about you. About me? Mm-hmm. Little old me? Uh-huh. Um, so you might not be vetting your partners properly. You might be missing signals in your scene that could cause someone, you know, mental, emotional, or physical harm. You're, you know, enthusiastic is great. Don't lose your enthusiasm for this lifestyle. But if you're letting it cloud your judgment. That's where you hit danger. You got a problem because remember what we do is already risky enough as it is. Yes. Without adding all these other problems. So when I was doing research for this, I came across this website called Limits Unleashed, which I thought was a really cool name. And they had these categories that I blatantly stole. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I thought they were just really... to reinvent the wheel? No. I thought they were just really good categories for these different ways that you can have frenzy because, let's face it, most people only think of frenzy as sub-frenzy. Yeah, that's usually the only term I hear people use. Right. Which, again, goes back to my issue. Not every person in this lifestyle is a submissive. Okay. First of all, there's that. Sorry, I'll get back off my soapbox and sit down. This is fine. This is fine. You can you can stand in your soapbox. There, that way I can see better anyway. I get, there's like a <laughs> shit ton of stuff in here that's going to be you on a soapbox. I can tell you right now. Um, it just reminds me. So last night, <laughs> totally gonna. So last night, two stories about that. Okay. The first is the way this place works. Just stop looking at your watch. The way this place works is that you park your car in a public parking lot and then there's a shuttle to take you to where the actual event is and it was a van which i suggested every time i had to get out of the van that maybe they wanted to add another step because i had to jump down oh my god this is too hot oh my god and then uh, i did a scene now let's keep in mind i'm five foot nothing right and i tend not to wear heels when i'm impact topping because I want to have full control and I don't want to risk falling. Did you have to reach up to somebody? Well, I did a scene with somebody who was 6'8". And I said to him, I don't think it's going to work if you're on the St. Andrew's Cross. I don't think I'll be able to properly reach. <laughs> so he had to, he, he did the spanking bench so that I could get the right angles <laughs> for impact. So anyways, and that's my story about being short. Yes, I'm oh, sorry. That's, continue. That's adorable. <laughs> I'm adorable like that. Yes, you really are adorable. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to point out that I did take a lot of these from this website, Limits Unleashed. It, it helped a lot to categorize because, like, the whole newbie excitement thing, I'm going to let Rara talk about that since she's the one that went absolutely fucking batshit. I don't know what you're talking about. Maybe sort of kind of. Go ahead. Oh, oh, I we, I thought we were going to list them up, but okay. No, Sorry. no, I just did that. For, oh, just, all right. Yeah. So newbie excitement. It's pretty much what we think of with frenzy. That's mm-hmm. you are new. You want to do all the things. And you want to do all the things now. 
And this is one somebody doesn't really have any experience, but they keep pushing to do all the things because they don't want to miss anything. Yeah, like just bonkers. Right? I mean, if you've ever heard about new relationship energy, NRE, this is new relationship energy with seeming. Yes, it's very similar, actually. I have an issue with NRE. That is my drug of choice. There are a lot of people who love, <laughs> N- who love NRE, and that's why they keep having short times with their partners, and yes. then they move on to the next, because I they love it. I do it with um, new friends. Like, I have my new friend of the week. Oh, you do, do you? Month, maybe. I've got my tried and trues, like you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But why do you think I... Okay, new friend of the month. I'll bounce around everybody in your munch and find new yeah. friends. And you be like, okay, next munch. Oh, hi, I know you. Oh, there's another new person. Hi. Well, I definitely went through frenzy. Mm-hmm. But not when you think I would go through it. It wasn't when I first got into the lifestyle. Because wait, 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 let me guess. Hold on. When you first got in the lifestyle, it was still long distance, correct? It was long distance. And I was with somebody who wasn't as into the physical aspects of kink. Like okay. he did, we did a few like spanking type scenes, but all the other stuff. I mean, I did do rope bondage with somebody and that's when I went, oh, fuck, I love this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was it. My frenzy started when he and I broke up. That's what I was going to guess. Right. I got very lucky. Or unlucky, depending on how you look at it. Became very good friends with a with a guy who served as a dungeon monitor at Baltimore Playhouse. And he also lived close to me. He was going to Baltimore Playhouse every Friday and every Saturday night because he had shifts. So I tagged along. So I was going to the dungeon every Friday night and every Saturday night and doing usually three scenes both nights so the weekend would go by and i will have done six scenes that's a little crazy frenzy and they were usually two each time would be two impact scenes and one rope scene he was learning to be um a rope top Mm -hmm. and he introduced me to his mentor okay so that was who i did my first rope suspension scene with the mentor did you learn anything from this experience perchance Oh, I did. I learned what I liked, what I didn't like. <laughs> I mean, again, I got lucky. Not everybody gets this lucky. The person who I was getting into frenzy with were safe. Yes. So my lessons learned were not necessarily don't do this, you'll get, you know, messed up because I actually had very safe play partners that I was playing with. Um, you did luck out pretty hard with that. Yeah. But I did. I exhausted myself. And again, at the time, I wasn't doing as heavy impact scenes. So I could do two impact scenes in one night. Mm-hmm. I could not do that now. because Unless one scene was the back of me and one scene was the front of me. Okay. I, 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 I play too hard now. My ass could not handle back-to-back impact scenes. Okay. But it was... I mean, it was a valuable lesson for me in the sense of learning to try to calm down part of the problem is and some people may experience this i was also the new toy yes so all the people like you were like "Ooh, fresh meat yes right and then the problem became when i wasn't the newbie anymore 
when I wasn't the fresh meat anymore and somebody else came in. And I went from everybody going, ooh, play with me, play with me, play with me, play with me, to only one or two people saying play with me. Mm -hmm. And that mentally was a bit of a struggle. It's like, wait a minute. Did I do something wrong? Did I change? I, I mean, what happened? I just wasn't the new toy anymore. No, it's just everybody has NRE and we all want to play with the new toy. Right? I mean, well, look, when you get a new toy, don't you want to play with it immediately? All the time. And a lot. Oh, my God. When I got when I got the bandsaw blade for my um for my violet wand, I wasn't even out of the parking lot yet. Daddy J had not pulled out of the parking lot of the store before I was ripping it open and shoving it down my shirt. Yeah. I mean, there were definitely choices I made that maybe looking back now, I'm like, huh, what was I thinking? Things like he got my friend who I would drive with got himself a an adapter to be able to plug in a Hitachi into this adapter which went into like the cigarette oh lord power thing on the in the car yeah because this was a couple of years ago and he had an older car so we didn't have like the USB uh-huh. things in there and I would masturbate using the Hitachi as we were driving home from Baltimore oh lord um I had an instance of driving home from <laughs> driving home after a munch with a new guy that I had met, a new sexy guy that I had met, where he had a flogger in his car and the handle of the flogger could also be used as a dildo. So he might have fucked me with it while we were driving up 95 at, you know, 65, 70 Holy miles per hour. Holy shit. Yeah, that was fun. Um, So maybe like I went to done those things if i was thinking a little more clearly yeah but i wasn't the one driving so but well I, good i'm I glad mean, you were getting <laughs> fucked and driving at the same time but yeah so like that's the kind of stupid shit you do holy when you're, shit you didn't know right. about that look it's, Surprise. it's okay to be excited by new things but taking it to the, that level where you lose your mind that's not okay sorry okay you should be punished for that okay <laughs> oh sorry yeah um, all right. So I have another story. Okay. The, oh, I wanted to point this one out. Like, I, I wanted to ask you when you were doing all of this stuff, was it like trying all the new flavors of ice cream at a Ben and Jerry's that you've never had before? Oh, not only that, but then overindulging, like not only trying every flavor, but getting triple scoops. Right. Of each one. Of each one. <laughs> so what we're saying is instead of doing that shit. And then you get sick to your stomach because you've had too much ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> And then you're down for like a well, week. Well, then you're sitting on the toilet and you With- just don't leave because you're lactose intolerant. But you know, that's Where? a whole... <laughs> that is not part of my analogy, Rara. <laughs> Look, life is full of shit. That was the last episode. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Or the two episodes. Whatever the fuck that was. All right. So what we're saying yeah. is instead of trying three scoops of every single 31 flavors of ice cream, maybe do like a pint at a time. Just get a flavor. Stick with your flavor. Try another one the next time. This way you can savor it. Okay. Okay. We know how that works for you. Uh, Frenzy is really hard to avoid. It's Yeah, and it's hard to stop. I mean, most everybody I've spoken to went through at least some level of frenzy when they first joined the lifestyle. Yeah. All right, so we have our friend who used to be called Slut Queenie, and there's a reason she wanted the name included. <laughs> it's, it's because of the story. This is this, where she got the name yes, from. <laughs> this is exactly it. 
All right. So she says, I joined our public scene in September of 2021. I was getting out to every event I could, meeting everyone I could, playing as much as possible. After not having any action in my marriage, sex, or BDSM for five years, I was like a kid in a candy store. That's an apt description of what frenzy is like. I actually saw that on several websites when I was researching this. That is the exact thing. Uh, At first, my husband had agreed to only play, but not sex. And then sex was added to the list right before Naughty Noel. And to my amazement, it was okay with me going to that event for the while, for the whole weekend by myself. Mind you, at this point, I had friends, but I hadn't yet developed the close relationship I have now. And I was not as careful or settled as I now feel. So I was off to the races. (laughs) Frenzy. Here it goes. One person who told me about the event had me text him when I arrived. Five minutes later, I was in his room on a table being pounded by his fuck machine. I've done fuck machines. I highly recommend it. I have never done a fuck machine. Ooh. I really want to. That's on my list. Um, but yeah, that was within the first five minutes. That same night after dinner, I was by the naked pool for, and some sadist I'd met or letting some sadist I just met pinch me all over and then proceeded to a chair where we exchanged oral favors. I was co-topped, impact and electro where dives were also involved. I played with someone poolside where he gave me many orgasms and we ended up in his room for more fun. On the other day, I was co-topped for more impact by two ladies who are now some of my dearest friends. And I'm wondering who that is. Anybody we know? I don't know. What? Who? I don't know. Okay. Uh, and we got to know each other that weekend and I played with them often. I also had an impact scene with the fuck machine guy who also used a cattle prod during that scene. And there was one other person who I had sex with and oral late one night after and we were groping each other in the naked pool. And I was happy to say I survived the craziness. (laughs) And most of those people are still friends and I had no unsafe experiences. But knowing what I know now, a lot of which I learned from this podcast, I would not run around so carelessly. Thanks for the plug, by the way. I choose my partners carefully and mainly bottom for folks I know or experience as I'm too old to be messing around experimenting. I totally get, though, how in the beginning it was all so overwhelming and exciting. And though I'm careful, I still like to play around a lot and do as much as I can and try everything at least twice. So, yeah. Look, it is really hard because you finally you finally are in the lifestyle that you love and are fascinated with and you want to do and it's just laid out in front of you like a smorgasbord excellent analogy and you just you want to try it all and i i've heard from people they're afraid to say no because they're worried they're not going to get the offer again right I, i would say if there's anything really that you can control in frenzy it's this fear that people won't ask again oh they will because they will they definitely will. There there should never be any fear of that. Even if you're not the new toy anymore, it's really easy. You just, you go to an event and you're like, hey, can I do this with you? Chances are they're probably going to say yeah. And if they say no, you go up to somebody else. Right. If their answer, if their answer is no, then maybe there's somebody you don't want to be involved with anyway. Yeah. You know, there is a or maybe fine... they're busy and they don't have that kind of time or they've already done three or four scenes right. that day and they're tired. As we've talked about this desire to want to play with newbies, there is a very fine line between those like Dara, who 
love to introduce people to the lifestyle and teach them about the lifestyle versus those who want to play with newbies because they're vulnerable and they don't know any better and they can take advantage of them. And you don't always know which type of person that that person is. I'm going to admit I come across probably like the second one more often than I intend. Right. But because I get silly with it. Mm-hmm. So it looks like I'm drooling over fresh meat. Right. Which I am, but I'm not. It's weird. Well, and the difference is, is you also, you're, you're looking more at when, when you get excited about newbies, it's like, oh, you should try this. You should try that. You should learn this. You should learn that. Talk to this person. Talk to that person. It's to me, it's a little okay, more obvious true. that you were trying to teach and integrate people than the person, the bad person who is more do it my way. Stick with me. Yeah. That's, those are some of the signals to look for, but it's, you know, you got to be very careful when, when you are a new person and you hit that frenzy that you don't just accept the anybody. first person that comes along. Yeah. 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 We, we have some stuff in here a little bit later about what to look for. Oh, we do. Oh yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, we do. I must not have read that part of the notes. Yeah, you skipped it. <laughs> <laughs> I do want you to do this next one. Oh, okay. Just because I want to watch you explode. Okay. One of the reasons that sometimes people get into frenzy is because what's called identity insecurity. We've talked about this constantly. Yeah. Labels episode and, and you know, it's I'll, I'll get my soapbox out and I'll stand on it. You know, many people think that when they get into this lifestyle, they need to choose what they are, who they are. Are they a submissive? Are they dominant? And then are they a sadist, a masochist, a pleasure dom, a hard dom, soft dom, whatever. And they worry that they can only be that one thing. So they wrap their entire identity around whatever label it is that they've picked. And they box themselves in so hard. And they feel like they have to do all those things in that, that would fall under that particular label, that particular category to either further educate themselves on that or prove and my answer to that is uh, you know dark called it a smorgasbord Mm -hmm. i think that's an excellent idea when you go to a buffet right to eat and you've got a smorgasbord laid out in front of you do you stick to just one thing no you get all the things it's like thanksgiving dinner as well that's that's a heck of a smorgasbord and you have all the things that you want to eat are you gonna just eat turkey no but i would eat just stuffing i'm just saying i really (laughs) really like stuffing i i normally end up taking like a spoonful of everything Mm -hmm. and my plate is still completely full right because how else do you learn if you're not trying all the different things you know you might think look when i first joined this lifestyle i'm like i'm a submissive yes that's it I'm a submissive. I could never be a, a, a dominant. Were, I could never be a top. You were a baby girl. I am. And I still am a baby girl. That hasn't changed. Mm-hmm. But I'm a baby girl and. Yes. A bottom. other things. And a top. And a dominant. And a submissive. Rara, you're listing all the things we're putting on your labels dress. I know. <laughs> it's become a floor length dress now <laughs> because of gown <laughs> to fit all the labels on it that I need. But if I had limited myself to just the one thing I thought I was, mm-hmm. yikes, I would have missed out on a lot of fun. Yes, you would. And But what's interesting is now I can have frenzy again. 
You definitely can. Because now I've switched my new roles. And so now all the frenzy that I had and had gotten past as a bottom. You're going to do it all over again. I'm now doing it all over again as a top. Yes. I want all the asses to hit. You you actually, I think you currently are in the midst of this with all of your scenes. Well, and the I got such pleasure last night from the sound effects. <laughs> we had this whole running joke about, I'm going to categorize my toys by sound now. And not the sound that the toy makes, the but the sound that the, the that the bottom makes when they get hit with the toy. Oh, that's hilarious. So we have toys that now fall into the ah uh-uh category. Toys that fall into the ooh category. Toys that fall into the ah category. <laughs> toys that fall into the fuck category. God, this Just, is getting louder and louder in my headphones right now. But yeah, we're going to take all these toys and that's how they, they will no longer be categorized as thuddy or stingy, but they will be categorized by sound. These are my toys that will make you go, ah, these are the toys that will make you go, oh, oh my God, I kind of want to witness this at some <laughs> point. You could like have three people and just hit them all and make different noises well, and we have, have like a song. We have one particular friend because I went with two, with two other women up there and one of the women is the funniest thing because the sound effects that come out of her and not when she's bottoming because she does make good sound effects when she's bottoming but the sound effects she makes when she's just watching (laughs) (laughs) because she's not a very heavy bottom but the other friend is and she goes ooh so as I'm hitting the other friend she's like ah Oh, and she's ah! not even getting hit. And she's not even getting hit. It is the funniest. Oh my god! Thing. I need to go with you guys sometime and see. And this. then, and then, I even got her this this go around when she finally bottomed again. Like I got her on her toes, so we can have a whole other category. These are the cat. These are the toys that. Will, these are the toys that will make you pop up on your toes yeah. as you're going. Ah! <laughs> I have one toy, and I talked about it. And I think our favorite toys thing called the motherfucker mm-hmm. so i was introducing it i i worked with um the, the guy who's six foot eight it's the first time i'd seen with him but i've known him for a while and i said this is called the motherfucker because when i hit you with it you will yell motherfucker he's like oh yeah okay whatever and i hit me goes motherfucker i'm like told you <laughs> that i would have paid to have seen right so yeah so i in a sense i'm having a second round of frenzy now as a top Okay, so I, when we get to the part where we talk about, like, what to look for, I kind of want to do, like, a checklist with you. Okay. I think that'd be a really fun game. All right. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue with this last bit for identity and security because Rara went off the rails there. Oh, I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> you never do that. <laughs> what are you talking about? I always stick to the script. Look, it's the section in pink that means it's my section. You didn't even finish that one. Oh, I didn't? What did I miss? <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's fine. I don't care. Okay. I just like making fun of you for it. Because <laughs> you always... said to me, you go, I want you to do that section because you have stories. I yes. have stories. I know you do. Thank you. But you, you, that wasn't identity insecurity stories. That was, oh my God, I had so much fun at this place last night stories. Well, I have no insecurity about my identity. I'm nuts. <laughs> I know that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's your next label. It's my next label. Nuts. Fucking nuts. <laughs> All right. So. Uh, the upshot of this is like defining yourself, your identity. It's it's not conveyed by your label. Like those are not supposed to be the full definition of what you are and your only identity, as Rara will prove. <laughs> 
they're just a shortcut to be used to simplify and describe what you do in the community. They're like, hey, I'm a rope bunny. And then the other person goes, well, great. I'm a rigger. We should be we should do a scene. We should be friends. We should be friends. Okay, perfect. Hey, I'm a rope bunny. Hey, I'm also a rope bunny. What kind of rope feels best against your skin? It's a starting point. It's a talking starter. It's meant to find your person that you are looking for. And you know what? Your sh- shit changes, as Ra-Ra likes to say. Shit happens. Your strengths change. Ra-Ra learned that she liked rope. Is she Loved going to learn? Rope. Ra-Ra learned that she loved rope. <laughs> Is she going to become a rigger? No. Okay. That's way too much pressure. But you did go from bottoming. Excuse me. You did go from bottoming for impact to now learning how to top to impact and now being a demo top for impact. Correct. So you before would have just said. I would have laughed if you had told me four years ago, by the way, you're going to start uh, topping for impact. And I would have said. going to be a demo. I would have said, No. Yeah, exactly. Or Rara didn't like Electro before until me. If you, my hard limits when I first started in this lifestyle were blood, <laughs> needles. Uh, okay. As we know, that's changed a little bit. <laughs> but see, now you're learning to top for staples and stuff too. Yeah. So like all of this stuff changes. All the things. I get to do all the things. Oh and my God, she's I'm still in frenzy. You're still in frenzy. <laughs> you're top. You're in top frenzy now. Yes, I am. You're currently doing this. All right. So um, let's talk about needing approval. And this is another thing that gets Ra Ra's goat because of this first line. Are you a sub? Prove it. <laughs> Look at her. God, you guys should see her face. Anything else that they say? Anything remotely like that? Yeah. I mean, look, I. I get it sometimes as a masochist, you know, right? Like if I said I'm a masochist, prove it. I'm going to hit you really hard. Mm-hmm. And I and I told the story before about I didn't end up bottoming for somebody. That's the exact because I'm thinking of, yeah. I their glee at me being a masochist was a little nerve-wracking. I did not get the impression. I mean, one of the problems with using the term masochist is people immediately associate masochist with you can take a huge amount of pain. That's not what being a masochist means. Masochist means you enjoy the pain. For some people, that means they enjoy a little bit of pain. For some masochists like me, it means we enjoy a lot of pain. And it's not even so much that we enjoy a lot of pain. It's, I don't feel it as pain. Like, if you hit me and you hit Dar, and you hit us the exact same, Dar is going to be like, ow, fuck, that hurt. And then I will run away. And I will be like, are you just warming up? What, what, what are you doing? Question. Yeah. Are you a natural redhead? I have red highlights naturally. Yes. Okay. Did you know that redheads, it's actually like they need 19% more anesthesia? Yes, I do. Okay. We have redheads have a naturally higher pain threshold. Yep. I learned that like yesterday. I was like, well, that could have told you that. explains it. I could have told you that. I literally found out yesterday. We have redheads are very rare. And this is why I left. My grandfather was a redhead. So the fact that. I have naturally red highlights is not surprising. Didn't come up anywhere. Um, but I have found that we, we need more anesthesia. We have a higher pain threshold. Um, I have what's called rolling veins. Ew, so does Daddy J. I hate those fucking things when, okay. he, when he purposely rolls them. He, no, mm. no. It's, it's, it's also known, some medical personnel call them shy veins. Mm. When somebody goes to take blood or put in an IV, 
they think the vein's right there. And as soon as the needle comes in, the vein runs in the other direction and they miss and they don't get the vein. Oh, wait, that's my whole body does that. Not just the veins. Right. So it's it it is very difficult when you were trying to put an IV in me to get <laughs> or do a blood test to get my veins. And I always have to warn um, the phlebotomist. I've got rolling veins. Just saying, it's all regarding the redheads. Jeez. <laughs> well, see, I have natural red highlights too. Mm-hmm. I don't have any of that superpower shit. Yeah, but I'm also thinking about it. not only do I have naturally red highlights, I'm also pale with freckles and blue eyes. Like, I am what you think of when you think of a redhead. Yeah, I'm not. I have the red highlights, but I also have the. It's like red highlights in black hair. Yeah, no, my my hair, especially when I was a kid and I would be outside in the sun because. It was the 70s and we didn't know about skin cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, my hair got really auburn from being mine, in the sun. Mine got very streaky. Like I remember my mom uh, put my hair. Well, my mom didn't. My aunt, because my mom couldn't French braid. My aunt put my hair in a French braid once and it looked like a redhead, a red skunk. The highlights were all on the top and they were yeah. just a red streak in the braid and the rest of it was straight up black. So it was weird. I'm weird. But I'm not as pale fine, as you. Not, and yeah, I am totally I'm definitely pale. more olive well, I mean, toned. I have a tan right now, but yeah. You, that's tan? Yeah, that's tan. That's red, Rara. That's not tan. Oh, that is okay. <laughs> I'm showing her my tan lines. Hold on. <laughs> do you see this? Yeah. That's tan. This is pale for me. So what do you call this? Sunburn. It's not sunburn. I am my colors are white and red. <laughs> With my blue eyes, I'm like an American flag. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Sorry. What the f- <laughs> what flag am I then? <laughs> Mishmash of everything. <laughs> okay. Right, well, let's get back on topic. Yeah. One of the problems is, is that when you start getting challenged, if you're like me. Uh, do you see that big old thing in there that says rah, rah, exclamation Look, point? I'm very competitive. No. Right? But I'm competitive with myself. I don't. I mean, I'm also competitive with other people, but I also know when it's not appropriate to be competitive with other people. Do you? I do. Do you really? I do. I have no experience <laughs> with you not doing that. Because with you, I always feel the need to be <laughs> Thank you. You're my I little think... sister. Who else do you need to compete with other than your, your sibling? Fuck, I'm going to have to just be right? more annoying. <laughs> The problem with that is when you are in frenzy and somebody challenges you. It's like, bring it on, bitch. Yes, in Rara's case. <laughs> well, that's how I would respond. Yes, bring exactly. Bring it on, bitch. And I would respond, nah, <laughs> I don't care. I did watch a scene last night. And I wouldn't necessarily say this was frenzy, but this was the case. The bottom had warned the top. And, and I so sympathize because this is my situation too. She told the top, my tops usually give out before my ass gives out. Oh, dear God. Challenge accepted. Right? Chal- that's what he said. Challenge accepted. And I watched the scene. Who won? She did. Oh, wow. <laughs> he kept walking away and like trying to move his arm muscles <laughs> and stretch. And then he'd come back for more. Yeah. He gave out before her ass. And I pulled her aside afterward. And I said, okay, so I sympathize because this happens to me. Here's the secret. Double tops. Get two tops. Because they'll last longer oh okay and that's i used i did a lot of scenes with double tops just for that reason so they wouldn't get tired but still to this day 
my scenes 95% of the time get called because the top is worn out. Yeah, well, it's tiring swinging all that. I, five impact scenes last night. I understand. Yes. we. That's what happened. My scenes all ended because I was like, okay, I need a breakdown. I'm done. My arm hurts. You're going to have to start like lifting weights. Well, at least one weight because I'm a righty. So just the one weight. <laughs> You're going to have like super muscular arms on this side and then your left arm will be like a dangling weakling. But the problem with this, this is fine and dandy when you're at my level where, yes, it's like, bring it on, bitch. I still know what my <laughs> limits are and I still know what I can and can't handle. And I'm not going to, I was going to say, I'm not going to do something stupid, but we know that's not true. Yeah, no. <laughs> Perjury. <laughs> but I know well enough when to concede defeat. Luckily, it hasn't happened yet. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> what is the point in saying that? All right, I'll just sit here quietly. You finish then. Oh my lord! Don't go ahead. Okay, but if you're new, you may not know what those limits are, and that's when you will. And and honestly, this has happened to me back in the early stages. I I think I the infamous scene where the butt plug popped out. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I took more in that scene than I should have. Yes. You, and yeah. I. Knowing what I know now, you wouldn't. Have I wouldn't have. Like, I wouldn't have. Well, that too. But I wouldn't have done what I did then, right? I I was challenged because Voldemort and my ex metamor were there, and I knew it. And I could feel it, and I was going to fucking prove to them that I was a badass bitch. Yes. Um. All yeah. You I had you those shit out of butt plug. You know that too. Yeah. And I had bruises for three weeks. Yeah, so you let your emotions override your good sense, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. I want to talk about posturing. Oh, okay. Because when I saw this, I had this vision in my head. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, so it's kind of like identity insecurity plus needing approval plus ego. That's a lot. It's like a bad mixture yep. of all this shit rolled into one cupcake, you know? So... The the first thing I thought of was a peacock. Really? Yes. That's what you first thought of? Yes. It's the first thing. Like walking in the crowd with all of the plumage, showing it off and just me like, look at me. I am the best at this. And everybody else around you is going, put the feathers away, Preston. We know you have them. We just don't need to see them out all the fucking time. Okay. Like, listen, just. I don't walk around with my feathers. Okay. Go, run with me. <laughs> It's okay. What I keep thinking of is like the baby dom. Oh, the, the 19 year olds yes. call themselves master. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Right there. That's what it says. <laughs> all right. So when you throw the ego into the mix of all this other shit. So you know how bullies are actually insecure? Yes. So it's it's the insecurities, but with the ego, right? That's like the worst combination you can possibly have. So that's why it was like, oh, it's a peacock. He's just walking around strutting his stuff, but he really has no concept of what the fuck he's doing. And all I can think of is like a baby dom, right? My favorite is when I get messages from doms that are like 23. Mm-hmm. And keep in you mind. You will call me master. And they talk about how they're going to totally dominate me. And after I pick myself up off the floor from <laughs> laughing so hard. It's like, please, dude, I got underwear older than you. <laughs> Why? Throw that shit out. I don't throw anything out. You oh. never know when you might need it. Like I didn't want to do laundry, so I need something. Oh, so God. I pull it from the back of yeah. 
Oh, I hate that. Just throw the damn things away, please. Yeah. All right. This is the one where like they don't really know as much as they think they do, but they're trying to fake that they know it. Yep. Have you you've seen this? Oh yeah. Okay. And such so a the twenty three year old too, right? The messages to me. Ex- that's exactly one hundred percent who I'm talking about. This is like where I'm pulling all of this. Like this is the the exact person I'm imagining, yes. right? They're not interested in. Oh, and when you call them out on it, they're like, "Yeah, no, I know how to do it. I know." I, she, they, they double down on everything that they know, and it's like, "Okay, sweetie, um, you just contradicted yourself about six ways from Sunday. Could you please pick one thing and stick with your opinion on it?" You're not doing a very good job of showing me you know what you're doing. So you're not going to dump me. No, sorry. Bye-bye. Okay, go have a lollipop. Lollipop, lollipop. Oh, lolly, lollipop. Lollipop. That's where I got the Voldemort song from, by the way. (laughs) Okay, so this person's not interested in learning anything else. They think they know everything already. They're not interested in growing their repertoire. They're not interested when in you call them out on it and you're not, if you say, okay, well, what about this? Did you know about doing this? They're like, no, I absolutely knew about that already. I just didn't tell you I was testing you. And that, that is still a type of frenzy. Absolutely. Because these are the people who they're on power trips. And it's the frenzy that's driving them in the power trip. I'm a dominant. You will listen to me. Yes. Kneel at my feet, baby submissive. Yeah, no. No. Because if I get down, I don't know that I can get back up. Okay, well, lick my feet. Ew. (laughs) You can lick mine. (laughs) I'm not. not I mean, not you, because that's not your thing. That's not my thing. No. I wouldn't mind if somebody did that to me, though. I'd be on the receiving end of that. Well, maybe not, because that would tickle and I kick. So I probably wouldn't be very good at and handling that daddy day tried to give me a foot massage the other day oh no put lotion on my arches and he warned me ahead of time he goes okay i'm gonna do the arches and i'm like okay and he did it and i flailed how do you get a pedicure i don't oh that is sad i know it's be- i i am way too ticklish on my feet i can't turn it off and here's the worst part there's no point in there's me getting a pedicure part? yes there's no point in me getting a pedicure because of the amount of tripping I do and the ripping of the toenails is real. Ouch. Like I constantly hit my toes on door jams and and it's bad. Anyway, back to stuff. Okay. Another type of frenzy that can occur is because of drop. And I remember we talked about this there was from one of our answer Reddit questions. Yes. Where a dominant rode in asking for help getting their submissive back to subspace because their submissive was dropping from their previous time in subspace and wanted to go back into subspace. And that's a mistake a lot of, I think, newbie uh, bottoms Subs make. And like do- bottoms and tops make this mistake. Right. Clearly, he was making that mistake. Yeah, they want to get, they think the solution to dropping is it's- to hurry up and get back into a scene. And get back into subspace. And that's which is not we know, what we want. Well, all you're doing is postponing the inevitable. Because the drop will happen. And it may even happen harder. Right. And plus there's no guarantee you're going to be able to get back into subspace. It's every time is going to be different. So even if you recreate the exact same situation, doesn't mean they're going to go into subspace that time. Right. But the idea of I'm just going to hurry up. I'm going to get back into this. Or... You know, people are like, oh, my God, I love that feeling of being in subspace. So let's do it again. And that's their frenzy. 
Let's keep trying because I just love being in subspace. I want to get there again. I need to do it over and over and over again. Let's do it as many times as possible. You need to stay here. Right? As as Dar and I talk about, kink is our drug of choice. It's it's an actual drug, though. And it gets addictive. And that feeling, look, I had such a top high last night. You're agreeing with me. You're like, you know. Right? And now I'm laughing because I'm still having this top high as at least three of my victims (laughs) are complaining their ass hurts yeah and i'm just telling them all you're welcome (laughs) right that's a hell of a high why wouldn't i want to feel that constantly every time they say that that's another little dose yeah and it's not letting you come down i'm just she's still high and i've been there i've i'm there after every risque to be honest yeah if I get messages from people the next day, thank you so much for, for showing me this. I loved it. Da, 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 da. That's my little, that's my hit. Yeah. It's, it's taking a sip of a Bloody Mary after being drunk all night last night to cure your hangover. Every time they would go, ah, I would start giggling. Mm-hmm. Or you know, you remember that time where I was beating you with the electro stuff and I was having such a great time because the paddle was bigger than your ass? Yeah. And you pointed it out to anybody who walked by. That's exactly what it was happening with me because every time I pointed it out and somebody was like, oh, that's hilarious. I'm like, yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah. Yay, me. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, I mean, think about it. Why wouldn't you want to constantly feel that? That's an amazing feeling. It's fantastic. So you never want to come down off You that. go into frenzy to keep trying to recreate that feeling. I get it. I do. But you got to come down at some point. You you can't stay up in that high all the time. Or else it's going to really, really hurt when you come back down. Yeah. And eventually you do have to come down. You have to hit your baseline. Yeah, our bodies were not meant to be high that long, constantly. Yeah. One other thing that people don't necessarily think would be part of frenzy, and this is one that I learned. I never thought about this. And I was like, holy shit, that makes total sense. Is loneliness or desperation? Been there, done that. Husband number two. You remember? Yep. I would go to all the things without him because I needed someone. I was dating all the, the kinksters I could find because I needed someone, something that he was not fulfilling. And then I met Daddy Jane. I didn't need to do it anymore. Yeah. I mean, look pandemic was hard for me as an extreme extrovert oh my god the fact that i couldn't see people mm-hmm. i joined every social chat group i could get into started a fucking podcast so i could talk to people drag my ass into- uh-huh. well you mostly talk to me oh yeah i'm a people you're a people like do you not recognize your peopleness no you're a people okay i'm a people and but i'm talking to you but then they're all listening and then they send me messages through social media so then i do start talking which is why you do the social media and i do not because you want to know what my answer to most social media is what i'll answer this later oh no and then and then i've got all the apps set up with notifications so my phone goes bing i'm like what people people (laughs) it's like a chihuahua i swear to god I think somebody else compared me to a chihuahua. Me? Like, was that? Did you start that? Yes. Yeah, I can't even argue with you anymore. About it. Like, <laughs> You're like, oh my god, oh people, 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 and then she gets all excited and she pees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm of an age. <laughs> the bladder control is not what it used to be. <laughs> I was going with the chihuahua part. You're the one that took it there. All right. So I was saying people. <laughs> I said humans need humans, but Robert changed it to people's need peoples. <laughs> um, 
So there's extreme introverts. Well, yeah, because, you know, Barbara Streisand, people who need people. Oh, my uh, God. Stop, luck- stop being so Jewish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know how that works for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, like, I don't know if Rara is aware of this, <laughs> but there are extreme introverts. I've heard about people like that. Have you ever met one? Probably, but I don't know because they don't get out, so I don't know. <laughs> and if I'm with them, I'm probably talking nonstop, and it's all work. An well, extreme introvert and an oh extreme extrovert run into a or walk wait into a, minute. a bar. This is the perfect time to talk about the newest label that we are adding to my uh, label dress. Label dress. Your evening gown, per se, with a train. And this, this is point. Dara has lab- given me this label. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Yeah. I am. Officially, Dara's emotional support extrovert. <laughs> she started at the start. One point for me. Ooh, okay. Uh, wait, are we are we doing points per episode or are we doing points per like, I don't know, recording? I feel like that. Sh- I won the first episode. I feel episode. like that show. The points don't really matter. Whose <laughs> <laughs> line is it anyway? Um, no, I was watching it. I actually got that from a TikTok. And I sent you the video and it said something about every introvert needs an emotional support extrovert. And I sent it to her and I said, Rara, you're my emotional support extrovert. And then several other patrons are like, can you be mine too? Yeah. Well, next thing I knew, well, I sent it to you in private. I sent it to you through TikTok. And the next thing I know, she's blasting it all over the patron thing, I made the a discord. Label. And she's like, I'm an emotional, I, I am honored. I, she's like standing up on a podium, queen waving. I designed a label. She did. We need, I need to learn <laughs> what we need is a, a embroidery machine to make you some patches. Yes. All right. Well, it's really funny because then I went to a munch that night and went up to a friend who that was his first munch in. Oh, no. Since probably before the pandemic. Was this Wednesday? Yes. Oh, God. And I went up to him and I said, hi, I'm your emotional support extrovert here here for you. Tonight. Oh, he was one of the ones that said I needed. An yes. OK, I remember what you're talking about now. OK. Oh, yeah. I actually couldn't go to that one because I had a meeting. I was I was kind of upset about that. <laughs> I was like, fuck. And then it wasn't worth going to the meeting. It wasn't worth going to the munch <laughs> Burn. It took me over 30 minutes to get my food. Oh, burn. And then they had the audacity to give me my tater tots with just like 10 tater tots. <gasps> Who the fuck gives only 10 tater tots? That is sacrilegious. Like I wanted to yell red so loudly. <laughs> Everybody at the table would have understood you. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm going to go back to this because I've read oh, one sorry. sentence of it. <laughs> Um. All right. So peoples need peoples, and even extreme introverts sometimes need peoples. Mm-hmm. They might need their emotional support extrovert. Um. But when this really hits, is when your significant other is unavailable for some reason. It may be you. Um. You're in a long distance relationship. It may be they're emotionally not there for you. It may be they're not BDSM available for you, which was my problem. Maybe you've just been ghosted, just been broken up with. Uh, there's shit ton of reasons. This, there's something missing, something you crave, something you need. You need that support, and you're not being fulfilled in that way. So you're just like, well, I'm gonna go looking for it, and you do. Yeah, you you, you don't make good choices. It's like when you go grocery shopping when you're hungry, and then you end up buying 
lot of things you shouldn't be buying. Doritos. Potato chips. Pretzels. Cheetos. Reese's peanut butter cups. Oh, I love those. <laughs> Ferrero Rocher is when they're just at that counter and you're like, oh, there's only three. Oh, look, a box of 42. I'll take that one. Oh, no. Payday. Oh, I love me some nuts. Yeah, we know. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's a, that's the perfect analogy. It's just you're hungry and you're going to get hangry if you don't have something right now. Oh, yeah. I've seen her dar when she's hangry. It's not a pretty well, sight. Like actual hangry or BDSM hangry? Yes. Yeah, you have. You've seen me. <laughs> that was a bad year. <laughs> but yeah, you can totally be BDSM hangry. I get that way when I go too long without an impact scene. You did during the pandemic. Oh my God, that was hard. That was so hard. No peopling, no kinking. Rara is texting. I wasn't doing well. Rara is texting in chats. I'm just sitting here beating myself with my new paddle. I'm going to give myself bruises on my thighs well, because we, no one else is around to do it. Well, when we got the stimulus check, I tried to stimulate the economy by supporting small businesses, those that made kink toys. Yes, that was it. It's helping the economy. Mm -hmm. Just doing my part. I got a computer. Yeah, see? This one. Oh, it's a lovely computer. Yes, and then I put stickers all over it. It's pretty. <laughs> You're just saying that because it's pink and purple stickers. Yeah. It's us. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I decorated my computer in me and Ra Ra stickers. Well, that sort of goes well into the next part, which is distraction and coping. For me, that's what BDSM <laughs> kink does for me. Yes. It is definitely a coping mechanism for stress, which is why every time I get a new toy, it takes at least two to three weeks before it makes its way down from, from the main floor down into the dungeon to get put away. Because I keep it nearby so I can just sort of hit myself. She just keeps it in the couch Every, cushions. I do. Right? It's it's kink and BDSM for me. They offer comfort. It's routine. The sensations help me deal with my chronic knee pain and chronic kidney pain. And I just, when, you know how when sometimes life is just really, really stressful like, and you just like, want to hit something? Or someone. I do. I do. I hit me. Oh, I was thinking because I can't hit the other people without getting to jail, I, and I would yeah. do well at jail. No, I I was thinking of the same thing where I just want to punch the people that I have to work with. Sometimes, yeah, but but I wouldn't do well in jail. No, so I hit me instead. I don't hit me. I have Daddy J do weird things to me instead, <laughs> and then it it can become a bit addicting. I mean, it was really I honestly truly struggled not being able to partake yeah during the pandemic i i have a shopping addiction it's my serotonin hit my amazon bill is stupid my um i literally was having a really rough week at work like it was so bad all of my coworkers were just like grinding our teeth down to nubs because we're having such a rough week it was the worst and i ended up in the morning i was having a meeting with some people and i'm sitting there on my phone not paying any attention to the meeting and just shopping and my coworker leaned in she looks and goes that's a really pretty dress and I was like yeah I'm getting it in every color I was like I need like six of these um and she goes are you doing a um what do you call it retail therapy yeah yeah and I was like absolutely and I did end up getting like six different dresses it was bad well it, because that's that serotonin you get from all of this is really addictive and 
you know, it's fine if you're using BDSM to get a little boost, but if it's your only coping mechanism, that's not healthy. There's no bueno. No. Okay. So that's all the different types. Right. Um, and a lot of it, like I had never thought of before. And then when you really look at it, you're like, oh shit. Right. Yeah, well, that's a lot of those I wouldn't have thought of as, I, I mean, I thought of them, but not under the umbrella of frenzy. Right. But this way, I'm going, oh, yeah, it kind of does. And then you think about how many times you have actually gone right. into frenzy. Well, because I tended to only think of frenzy as being when you're brand new. Right. And I think we've just proven you don't have to be brand new to have frenzy. No, absolutely not. So something really cool. I found this quote on that same website that I was talking about earlier. I really like this one. It says, for subs, frenzy can feel like being the proverbial kid in a candy shop. Yep. That's what we said. You want, 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 and want it right now. You're like, what's that chicken, Charlie, in the chocolate factory, Veruca? Oh, say, oh my God. See, that just goes to show how fucking young you are, that you refer to it as Charlie in the chocolate factory instead of saying Willy Wonka. Oh. Like, I would have said the girl in Willy Wonka. Veruca. Yeah, right. I want it now. That's exactly who I was thinking. Okay, I'm sorry. It's Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. Yeah. Wow, is it really not Charlie in the chocolate factory? That was the book, but the original movie was Willy Wonka. Okay, but I read the I read the book. Well, I have Roll Doll. It was the book. I didn't read the book. I watched the movie and Gene Wilder and it, the Oompa Loompas. I mean, I've seen that too, scary. but I read the book first because I'm a book person and you're a book person too, so I'm kind of shocked that you haven't. Huh. All right. Anyway, um, they want to play right now and they will play with people too soon, too often, too intensely. They're a bunch of tutus. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 Prepare your tutus. And... Often you don't even have any limits. Like you're, you don't understand that you do have limits, even though yes, you freaking do. You're you not, you're not putting that together. It's really, really important for dominants to learn to recognize the signs of sub frenzy and be responsible doms by resisting the urge to play with this and take advantage of this. That is not good for you as the dom. Well, it's, it's one of the things that I tell when I'm working with new people, they're like, Oh, I can take more. I can take more. I can take more. And I'm like, this is our first time playing together. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen to you tomorrow after the scene. You don't know what's going to happen to you tomorrow after the scene. I'm not going full out on you this well, first time. Okay, so one thing I read was uh, a sub that takes more than they really should. And the Dom is like, all right, fuck it. Why not? Let's do it. Let's go all out. And then the sub the next morning is like, that was your fault for not stopping me. Because a lot of people think that subs don't have that responsibility. Bottoms don't have the responsibility. The tops do, right? You both do. You both do. But what happens if the sub, it like spreads all this stuff about, and then you get labeled as a bad cop? I would rather the quote unquote rumor be, I could have taken more and they wouldn't do it. I can accept that. Yeah. Any day of the week. There's, there can just be way too many misunderstandings when it comes to that. So you need to learn to not. Well, and as we've proven, as I've proven, it's not just bottoms and submissives who have frenzy. It can be tops and dominance. We've both proven that because I've, I've done get, it myself. Who get into the frenzy because you just, it's exciting. As I said, it's a very addicting feeling. The joy and pleasure that your bottom has i i mean first of all you feel like you're on top of the world that you've given them that experience right you've made somebody high and happy i mean the fact when um you know the one bottom said to me oh wow i haven't been like that spacey in forever 
the second time, I said, you know, you took more this time than you did the last time you played. I was able to push you and you took more. And she was like, really? Really? I did? I did? I took more? And now and, I'm getting messages. And that excitement right there sent you over the edge. Yeah. It? Yeah. It's a good feeling. I had last night, one of the toys that I have is a crop that's in the, that's in the shape of a hand print. Mm-hmm. And I kept telling people, you're doing such a good job. You deserve a high five. Whack. <laughs> that's fun. <laughs> Which they all loved. I'm like, oh, look at you. You're so good. You deserve a high five. Whack. <laughs> that's awesome. So as Dar talked about when we said that dominants need to learn the signs of when their sub, of when, of when the sub or bottom is in frenzy, flip, flip that. And the bottoms need to learn the signs of when the top is having frenzy. Because when a top has frenzy, you're talking about them being reckless, arrogant, problems with communication, problems with them respecting you, maybe a little too eager to cause you pain yeah. and suffering. And if you see that, instead of playing with them, suggest maybe you meet up for something vanilla, like having coffee or something, and see if you can get them to calm down. Otherwise, you know, guess what? You can also say no. I don't want to play with you. So let's do warning signs. Ooh, I love it. I know. You, we have already talked about a whole bunch of I was going to say, I already could tell you some of these have happened. Okay. So this is the game I wanted to play. Okay. With you. All right. I'm I want to do the, the checklist. Okay. This is how Rara is going to figure out if she is in frenzy right now officially. All right. Um, well, okay. This one doesn't count because this isn't pertaining to you, but you. That happened to me. Th- exactly. This is, remember when I said, oh, I've got a story about you. Yep. And this is the one where you were all set to accept it. And all the girls were like, please no. But I did with the first dom. I know. Uh, I want to collar you right now. Yeah, Voldemort collared me. We'd only been together two months. And considering we were long distance, we'd actually only physically seen each other once. And it was on our second in-person visit that he collared me. You also wanted to get collared by the guy that you had that first date with? Yeah. And well, then that's the second because- date, you were like, oh, God, no. Yeah. We never made it to the second date because right. of the problems we were having. Uh, let's see. I don't want you talking to other dominants, basically creating isolation. Yeah, that is a, that is a huge sign of not just frenzy, but of abuse. That's just bad news all the way around. Right. If you were a true. Yep. As I said, I did not play with that one person because they were like, "Ooh, I've never played with a real masochist before. I'm so excited. So, so far, Rara's winning. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you have no limits with me. These are, by the way, these are all the ones that like subs or bottoms should be aware of and look for. Right. But it can also be switched too, because if you have a, a bottom or sub who says, I have no limits. My favorite thing is I get a lot of those mistress. I want to be your submissive. I have no limits. And my answer to them is all right, then I want you castrated. Well, well, no, no, I don't want to do, like, but you have no limits and that's what I want. My favorite thing to say when somebody's on my table and I say, is there any place that I cannot touch? They say, oh, no, I'm totally open. I said, OK, so I'll just stick this in your ear. Wait, what? They freak out. OK, uh, let's see. You don't need a safe word. The only way that I would ever accept you don't need a safe word is if it's followed with you don't need a safe word because I will follow plain language. So if you say stop or no, I then, will listen to you. Then those are safe words. There, 
unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on what, some people don't consider those safe words. They feel that only the special pineapple, words, right? But only special words that are meant specifically. They don't necessarily view plain language as a safe word, right? I, to me, whether you call it plain language, whether you call it a safe word, I'm going to respond either way to it. But yeah, I tell them, and I did this last night. I'm like, I will respond. If you say yellow or red, but if you're not comfortable with that, because it doesn't come naturally to you, because as I said, I had one person, I popped his cherry. He'd never done impact before. So I was concerned that he might not necessarily think to say red, yeah. red and, and yellow. I said, so if you tell me no or stop, that will work for me also. All right. So now we're going to get into like, this is pretty much anybody. Yeah. If anyone insists on a private first meeting, hotel room, their house, your house, whatever it is, yeah, I'll no, know. always meet first in public. In expecting or insisting on play at the first meeting, mm-hmm. expecting, insisting on play that includes sex or unprotected sex if you don't want it to. Yep. Rushing through skipping, rushing through or skipping the negotiation step. Yeah. No, you need to negotiate. All right. Playing as a way to deal with drop. Yeah. Not safe as we talked about earlier. Okay. Playing with someone you are not knowledgeable about. Or have not learned about the potential risks. Yeah. It's important that. Whoever, Did I say someone or something? You, you said someone. But oh, I knew it's what something. You meant. <laughs> I, knew what you meant. <laughs> I was like. Ugh. Some, some, some people are things, but you know. Yeah. If we're playing, you know, derogatory games. Yeah. yeah. Well, if they're, if that's their attitude that they want to play and they don't really know stuff or aren't, haven't learned about the potential risks, I call them a thing. <laughs> I meant scenes. <laughs> Like, if you don't know how to do rope, yeah, don't play with the person who's just learning rope and wants to suspend you. That's a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, How about falling in love with every person you play with or after a single play session? Well, everybody plays with me, falls in love with me. I'm just saying. Because I'm just so cute. Then you open your mouth. And then I get cuter. (laughs) I'm saying. She's like three kinds of pout right now. <laughs> uh, what about withholding or lying about potential pertinent information that could affect play? Yeah, not good. Or rushing out and buying all the things for the new kink that is going to be like, like it's just going out. Like the, the supply store is going to run dry and you have to get everything right now. Oh, my God. You, you do that. You just learned it. And the next day you go out and get every single thing having to do with it. This is bad. Yeah. All right. Oops. <laughs> We're all guilty of that. Right now. Well, we most like of us boys. are guilty of that. Yes. No. But like right. it, you're supposed to kind of slow down. All right. Let's go over quickly how to combat frenzy. Take it away. All right. First of all, gain as much knowledge as you can about the type of scenes you want to do before you do it. Research the shit out of it. Figure out your negotiation questions for you personally. And talk to other people who've experienced it to get guidance. And you can do that at munches. You can do that online in chat groups. You can do that. I mean, fuck, if you're on TikTok, ask a question and have people respond to you. There's tons of different There's ways to do that. There's lots of ways to do that. All right. You should have a support system in place. 
You should have a mentor if you can find one or even others who top or bottom in that type of play to help. If they see you're starting to fall into the frenzy hole, they might be able to pull you out of it. Going to parties with a trusted group of friends who can back you up and help you vet potential play partners. Pretty good idea. Yeah. I mean, ask around. I I will tell you that I have served as references. Yes. In fact, there's one of my tops who literally lists me as a reference in his FET profile. Good. All right. So then. Oh, my favorite, because I do this. (laughs) Have your friends become your play partners because you've already vetted your friend. You know you can trust them and they will be careful with you because they don't want to fuck up the friendship. Right. Right. I do this. They can be a service top to take the edge off the mania or they can be a person who shows you the ropes, so to speak. I mean, every one of my tops and bottoms are people I consider friends. I mean, and I'm not talking about what I'm doing demo topping because that's a whole different thing. But the people who I do full scenes with they're my friends. Yep. Because when I'm topping, their enjoyment and their pleasure means just that much more to me. Another thing that you should have is a safety plan. Oh, yeah. Uh, your support system and your friends should know, or even if it's just one particular person, they should know where you are when you go meet potential play partners or go to do a scene with a potential play partner. Yeah, you could ask. I mean, if I if we're at a dungeon and you're going to do something with somebody new, I, I'm happy to watch and keep an eye on things Absolutely. and make sure that you're safe. Uh, using a safety call. I've done this. Yep. Um, describe. Oh, okay. So like. This was when uh, like I used this when I went to meet Daddy J for the first time. I had a friend who knew my number, where it was going to be. They had his number. They had his full name. Everything. Um, I've also done this every single time I meet a new client for Electro. Daddy J goes with me. We meet, uh, we meet the person and he sort of hangs out and the, sometimes the person doesn't know he's there until I've been like, oh, that's my husband over there. Let me call him over. (laughs) So that one's funny. Um, but there should be someone to be your safety net all the time. Yeah. I want to end with a quote from somebody that we know. Uh, they've said that sub-frenzy, they've they defined sub-frenzy as a moment that happens for new submissives or submissives in a new relationship where they get a little intense about their submission, sometimes to the detriment of their own safety. Right? Yeah. Technically correct. However, as we have discussed and basically proven through this whole episode, it's it's not just subs. It's tops, it's doms, it's literally anyone can have this. And it's not just when you first start out. Anything can trigger this. We've talked about lots of different ways that this can be triggered. It's discovering a new kink. It's a new desire. It's switching your placement as Rara has discovered. No check that. <laughs> Any of this stuff can set off a frenzy. So the best thing, the safest thing is for you to recognize the signs in yourself, recognize them in others, have your safety plan, then learn everything you can. What she said. Good. I'm glad you're coming with me on that. Yeah. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. 
If you have a question you would like answered or just have a story about the lifestyle you want to share, you can send us a voicemail and maybe it'll be shared in a future episode. Just go to pinkkinkpodcast.com to contact us. Follow us on social media. On Twitter, Instagram, and FetLife, we are Pink Kink Podcast. And on TikTok, we are The Pink Kink Podcast. Join our Facebook group, Pink Kink Podcast, and hang out with other pink kinksters. If you love what we do and are able to support us, we are on Patreon. Just look for us on patreon.com slash pinkkinkpodcast. And check out our Pink Kink swag available on our website, pinkkinkpodcast.com. Even if you can't show your support financially, there are other ways you can help. You can spread the word about our kinky podcast and tell your friends about us. You can also rate and review Pink Kink Podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. The five-star reviews really help us. And don't forget to subscribe to Pink Kink so you don't miss a minute of the fun. New episodes come out every Friday. So until next time, stay pretty, stay safe, and stay twisted.